Welcome to episode 24 of the Bible Catholic Show. Today's episode, I'll discuss St. Augustine and the Trinity. So St. Augustine wrote a ton about the Trinity. Um, the, one of the works we're going to discuss today is actually called On the Trinity. It consists of several books. It was written over a very long period of time. It was written over a 16-year period. Right, how amazing is that? Now, the Trinity is a doctrine that some have had issue with since the earliest days of Christianity. And like I just said a moment ago, St. Augustine, he, see, he wasn't immune to having to deal with these Christological heresies. Now, though the heresies are Christological, they deal with the Trinity because Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. And so when I think about this, I think about the Jehovah's Witnesses today. So they do everything they can to deny the divinity of Christ, and in doing so, that totally discounts the Trinity. You see, if there is a false understanding of who Christ is, then there's a false understanding of what the Trinity is. And in discussing these various heresies, St. Augustine wrote a treatise titled, quote, On the Trinity. Now, this has become known as one of his most difficult works, and it took him about 16 years to complete. His work is a gift to all of us. It's a gift to the Church, and it shows various arguments supporting the equality of divine persons against Christological heresies. And so in today's show, I'm only going to cover... Um, just a few chapters in book one. I mean, if not, this podcast will go on for hours. But I encourage all of you to read this work, On the Trinity by St. Augustine. You can find it for free online at newadvent.com. Um, it, it's everywhere online. It, it's really worth your time to read. So in chapter one, St. Augustine warns the reader of those who commit heresy through the misuse of reason. They fall into error by misinterpreting the sacred text through a crude love for reason. Now, by doing so, they miss the point of what the text the text means and somehow twist scripture to mean something other than what it's intended. Sound familiar? If it does, it's because it still happens today. In chapter 5, uh, St. Augustine speaks of the unity of the divine persons. He does this specifically by describing how the three persons are one, how they have individual work, and yet they work together. Augustine states in regard to this, quote, The Father does some things, the Son other things, and the Holy Spirit yet others. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of both the Father and the Son, and was not begotten. Just like the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit has no beginning and has no end. In chapter 6, Augustine seems to be teaching against a type of modalism that was going around. Some are saying that God was not immortal because he changed into the Son and also changed into the Holy Spirit through time. I'm sorry, not immortal, I mean immutable. Or that somehow Christ was less than the Father. Now, Augustine brilliantly, excuse me, brilliantly answers this accusation with scripture and of course this is still a method that's very effective today 
He quotes John 1.1 to show that Christ has always existed and that the scriptures call him God. He then alludes to the baptism of Christ in Matthew chapter 3 to show the unity and equality of the three. Jesus is present. It was the Father's voice that spoke, and it was the Holy Spirit that was present in the dove. This shows that they all exist at the same time in unity, equality, and that it's not one form changing to another. Now, in proving the case of equality among the Trinitarian persons, St. Augustine looks to 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, which states, quote, Yet for us there is one God, the Father from whom all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things, and through whom we exist. This verse affirms the divinity of Christ by mentioning him in the same sentence as God. Now notice how all things exist through the Father and the Son. Each person of the Trinity has a clause or a duty assigned. One is not more important than the other, but they all work together for our redemption and for our salvation. Some may say that the verse mentioned above makes sense, but what about the Holy Spirit? Again, in chapter 6 in Book 1 of On the Trinity, St. Augustine goes to great lengths to show that the Holy Spirit is equal to the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is not something that had a point of origin. In other words, he's not a creature that had a beginning and that will ultimately have an end. The Holy Spirit is equal, co-eternal, and of the same essence as the Father and the Son. Now, regarding the Holy Spirit, St. Paul writes in Philippians 3.3, quote, For it is we who are the circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, also in 1 Corinthians 6.9, St. Paul specifically mentions that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. We serve worship, and ask the Holy Spirit for things, just as we would the Father and the Son. And that's because they are co-equal, and all three are God. So I know this week's episode is pretty short, but I encourage you to check out this book written by St. Augustine. Um, it'll really enlighten your mind in regard to the Trinity. And like I said, I've only covered book one. I'll cover subsequent books in the future. This is just a foreshadowing, a taste, if you will, of the meat that St. Augustine had about the Trinity. So some may say, why did it take him 16 years to write this book? St. Augustine dealt with a lot of stuff while he was around. He dealt with things like Pelagianism, um, you know, different church councils, you know, affirming what books go in scripture, you know, different things like that. He was doing a lot of stuff. So this one took 16 years because he was kind of writing as he as he had time because there were other things that were derailing people's faith as well. So thank you for joining me on this episode of the Bible Catholic Show. If you enjoy the show, if you want to contribute to the work, uh, please visit my page on patreon.com. It's patreon.com backslash William Hemsworth. Or if you want to give a donation via PayPal, that's much appreciated as well. PayPal email address is william.hemsworth at gmail.com. Other than that, guys, study the faith. Read scripture, study the faith. 
Let's deepen our knowledge. Let's get the gospel out to the world. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Have a fantastic day.